Hi, Malika. Hi, Harley. Hi, everyone listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Sonder and Salt, the weekly podcast about the magic of eating, where we cook sometimes. 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 <laughs> Today might be an episode where we do talk about those times. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I haven't been up to much, you know. Mm. I haven't been up to much. I haven't been going out as much as I was before. Slow week. Yeah, you know, life has kind of slowed down. I've been doing different things that actually haven't been centred around me eating out, surprisingly, like going to plays, like theatre productions and concerts. Mm. Theatre productions? That kind of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So my food highlight of the week Mm -hmm. is um, a food product. Okay. And it is from my babe, Marks and Spencer's. And it is the... M&S Sparkling Press, Brazilian Orange and Alfonso Mango. Yes. I love it. I, I had it. I love it. It literally tastes like a sparkling mango in a bottle. <laughs> like, it's just perfect. Like, it just, ah, oh, the, the mango flavour is so strong. It tastes fresh. It tastes like fresh pureed mango mm. is in there. It's really, really good. And I do love um, a bit of orange as well, but it tastes more like mango. It's a really nice drink. I can't wait to drink it. Did you drink it straight? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a press, so it's like a carbonated, yeah. sparkling, water-based drink, but yeah, it's but not it's, fresh. It's giving cocktail. Yeah, it's, you could add a bit of um, alcohol to it if you wanted to. Like a porn star vibe, yeah. but not. Um, mm, yes, yeah, kind of, I guess, without the passion soda fruit. Yeah. Oh, you mean? But I mean, like, what you could make out of it would be like a kind of little martini type thing. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, it's a very good base. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful Mm. summer drink. Even if you wanted to add in just like a sprig of mint or something like that. I love mint and mango. That would be really, really nice. So, I actually never used to buy this from Marks and Spencers. I picked it up recently and I've bought it a couple of times now, and I love it. I finished the whole bottle all by myself. It was just, oh, I just love it. Perfect. That is my highlight. Oh, my highlight this week, also a bit of a slow week, mm-hmm. um, it's something that I made myself. I've been dabbling in my New Year's resolution of um, cooking more, mm-hmm. but this was actually a bake. Um, and I got, got something out of the locker that I haven't made for a long time. Yeah. That is my blondies. I, I love them. I did the raspberry and white chocolate ones, which were a staple in my lockdown boxes. But when they were the lockdown boxes, they were like... Um, Raspberry jam through them and then jammy dodgers. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't have that one. Yeah, the one I did today was the bougie version, which actually has a touch of cardamom in it, um, with just fresh raspberries and white chocolate chunks. But yeah, the lockdown boxes were similar base of actual like batter, Uh um, but with raspberry jam through and jammy dodgers. That was my favorite favorite thing to make and sell to Greenwich. They were they were they were a pleasant surprise to a lot of people because a lot of people were not eating blonde blondies were not that big like 2020 was kind of once everyone started baking at home blondies yeah. became the in thing but because they're trying to differentiate from yeah blondie. people did start to fall into the blondie world and i appreciated every single person that i brought through so if you're yeah. an old small slicer and you had my blondie, me yeah you you get that's, a, that's why we're here today you know because <laughs> you're a loyal customer yeah those boxes i don't think I that's a, quite why we're here today well anyways <laughs> i had a quick question go on because I've seen some people say when you're baking with fruit, it's best to use freeze-dried, but I've, I've noticed that you said that you use fresh raspberries. Yeah. Um, it depends what you're making. Okay. So the ra- the blondies, or typically anything that contains raspberries in, sometimes I work with fresh, sometimes I work with frozen, sometimes okay. I work with freeze-dried. If I was making the buttercream, I put freeze-dried in because you get no moisture. Yeah. So you, don't want to, you don't want a buttercream to end up wet up wet up okay because remember as well when you have got fresh raspberries they themselves can be wet but the frozen raspberries contain the most moisture because they probably have ice on them yeah so they they serve a different purpose but i'd put freeze-dried ground 
in a buttercream or even on top of a buttercream. Um, fresh, if, if you're gonna eat it fresh, then keep bake it fresh. Yeah. So I wouldn't put fresh fruit in like a cake that I was probably making for like, I don't know, an occasion cake, like okay. a tall occasion cake. I'd either make it into a jam um, or potentially use, no, I'd probably make it into a jam. Okay. Like, I think that that's another option there, jam, because that's technically preserved. Mm-hmm. Jam is pre- preserving fruit with sugar. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like the preserving it. Um, frozen, I will use frozen when I'm doing cookies because it's easier okay. to manipulate the cookie dough in your hands mm-hmm. with frozen fruit. Not freeze dried? Not freeze dried, frozen. Why? Um, it's just literally easier to work with. So I can rough them up a bit more and they also I can crumble them. I can crumble oh, okay. a frozen raspberry okay. into a batter and it not just turn into actual wetness. Okay. They all have a different purpose. Okay. But I went with fresh in the blondies today. I could have used frozen. I've used frozen in them before. You went with fresh because I knew it was getting eaten yeah. within a couple of days. If you're working with fresh fruit, you also have to consider the lo- the life of the thing that you're putting it into. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's my that's my preference. Lovely. And that's my food highlight because yes, there's a little little touch of cardamom in there, which gives it a little um, Jenny Saquon, okay. but also a level of um, kind of elevated palate. Okay, right, to appreciate right. yeah. things like cardamom mm-hmm. and recognize as well. I've I've made them for my friend once. She was like, "It's that thing." That's always in curry. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you bite into a cardamom pod... I didn't bite into any, but I did notice that it wasn't giving white chocolate and raspberry just bleh. Yeah. There was something... Because I don't put... Uh, I put the pot... So you can either... When I've got time, it's a melted butter recipe, and I'll put the... Car- I'll burst the cardamom, cardamom pod and melt the butter with the cardamom pod. Okay. But I didn't really have time like that. Yeah. So I just open the pods and crush the seeds as finely as I could and put the seeds in the, in okay. the, the actual batter. But just a little elevation, a little mm-hmm. something-something. I guess it's like working with a bay leaf. But yeah, that's my food highlight of the week. Something that I actually decided to make. A few episodes ago, we did Dessert Person. Yes. Which was the name of a book by Claire Saffitz. And also my um, my spirit, my soul. I'm a dessert person. Today, we are leaning into the title of another book by someone that we've spoken about on the podcast a fair few times. Her name is Holly Haynes. Um, her Instagram is It's Holly. I think her Twitter also is It's Holly. I'll, we just call her Holly because yeah. we feel like we know her on a personal level. <laughs> Trust even though, me. Even though we know. And her book is called, well, one of her books is called How to Eat Your Feelings. So we've spoken about before that, um, I think in our Women in Food episode, our Culinary Queens episode, the best way to support a lot of women in food and the food industry is to purchase their products. Yeah. So here in my hand, I have How to Eat Your Feelings by Holly Haynes. This, unfortunately, isn't actually available in print in this form in the UK. <sighs> yeah, just the, the, the e-book. e-book. So you can access the recipes and actually buy some of the things that we're going to be talking about if you get the e-book. Malaka is very sad about this because yeah. I have it and she doesn't. I need the physical copy. I well, need it. Holly, babe... If you're out there, babe, babe. If you're out there, um, and there are there any chance of this coming back in print in the UK, it is available on Amazon US. If you're listening in Amazon, yeah, well, if you're listening across the world because a lot of regions get to order from Amazon US. But unfortunately, in the UK, it will be the ebook. But it's the cutest book ever. It has on the front of it two chocolate grilled cheese sandwiches that are crying, and. It is a collection of recipes. Chocolate grilled cheese? Yeah, it's one of the recipes in the book. Yeah, I think it's one of her sad recipes. Okay. Yeah, um, it is a chocolate sandwich on page 99. With cheese? No. Oh, did I say grilled cheese? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I don't think I meant grilled cheese. I think it's just a grilled chocolate sandwich. Let me open the recipe. Hawaiian or egg bread, chopped chocolate, mold and salt, butter. No, no cheese. Okay, it's a chocolate sandwich. I was spreading lies. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, maybe it's like one of them, like... um, 
blended cheeses, you know. Oh, no, Sometimes no, no, we put no, chocolate no. and cheese together. Okay. So, how to eat your feelings, working through emotions, one recipe at a time. And the introduction, I'll just read the first line, is, I didn't realise how often I use cooking as a form of meditation until I began looking back through my recipes and thinking about what was happening at the time when they were written. Then I saw the pattern. And I think you can tell when you look at Holly as a creator as well, what mood she's yeah. in yeah. <laughs> and what she's feeling for. But we just wanted to riff on this today and discuss how we eat our feelings. I think the term eating your feelings gets thrown around negatively sometimes. Well, I've heard it negatively. But when you say negatively, what do you mean in terms of like, like comfort eating? Yeah, but, like um, you'll say it to yourself, like I'm, I'm eating my feelings. Like, yeah. and it usually is about your sad feelings. Binge eating. Yeah, but it's well. about your sad feelings. Yeah. And I think this book is good because it has a lot of sad feelings in it. The chapters are annoyed, anxious, bored, cold blooded, confused, happy, lonely, messy, sad AF, stressed, and then thankful. Um, some of which are quite negative. But I think the thing is though, Feelings are, it's a, it's a spectrum, it's a range of emotions. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think sad, et cetera, are, are negative. I don't really think they're negative You've got to emotions. go through them. Yeah, they're, they are emotions. They are what they are, yeah. yeah. And I think people think that they're negative, um, but they're just it's just an emotion, just an emotion, a feeling that you're working through. Yeah. yeah. Some of the standout recipes in the book, we'll just talk about a few of them. Um, one I really like is in the start of the anxious um, chapter. It's these mushroom and quinoa potstickers, so um, dumplings. and Like gyoza. Like gyoza. That's what they call potstickers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think gyoza is when you're the Japanese... I don't know if potstickers belong Pot to Potstickers are like region. the American gentrification I, of a gyoza. Potentially, yeah. Okay. Um, and Holly's written, I needed something tedious and time-consuming. I need to keep my hands busy. I need to zone out for a good amount of time, but not really have to think too hard. It's time for dumplings. I think that is a really nice spin on... Not spin, but just method of dealing with anxiety and a way yeah. to frame anxiety and being anxious in a way that you end up with something delicious yeah. and you've might just feel different yeah. by the end of it. It's like rechanneling that energy. In Basically, yeah. Something that has quite a beautiful outcome because the, the core emotion might not be positive. Yes. In in that sense, do you know what I mean? But you but rechannel, you rechannel that energy into into something else. Into something else, fair. yeah. Um, happy. Yeah. I really like what she's written about happy in the start of the happy chapter because it's it's just more about, it's more than what you might just think happiness is. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really important way of thinking about it, especially in light of what we said on our toxic diet culture and relationship with food yeah. episode. She said, I'm feeling good. My body's feeling nice. My gut's acting right. My hair is growing and that little ball patch in my left eyebrow that I overplucked eight months ago finally came back. I've been meditating and taking my vitamins. This is usually about the time a man comes into my life and oh God, F's things up. Okay, no, not that part, but... <laughs> but not this time, Satan. Um, hi, Key, this is my favourite chapter. <laughs> is this me? <laughs> not my eyebrows. No, well, shush. <laughs> um, and the recipes in this chapter are brown butter chili eggs, a good tuna salad, chicken shawarma, $2,000 chocolate cake. The, I feel her on the chicken, the tuna salad. You probably The other day do. when I was peaking, I was um, having a tuna pasta salad. Yeah, like crazy. You were. Yeah, I do love a tuna salad. Well, they call like tuna mayo like a tuna, tuna salad. salad. Yeah. There's just one. There's just one recipe in this book that I really don't know why it's here. Um, and that Corn is the, beef. That is in the lonely section, and I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, she's written. Holly's written. Give me all the comfort foods now and immediately. My insides want to be warm and cozy. 
Specifically, I want Filipino classics and piles of hot rice. Mm-hmm. It's not the prettiest food, but it sure is the comfiest. Yeah. So there's a recipe in here for corned beef and rice. See, this is why she's my girl. I... This is why I love her. She knows good things, honestly. Let me see that. That looks fantastic. Corned beef and rice. Um, she does, however, caveat with, listen, I'm not big on eating canned meats, but this right here... Well, this is it. I don't eat canned meats other than corned beef. Please, 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 give me... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a very simple recipe with only seven ingredients. Personally, I feel like you need a few more if you're dealing with corned beef, but anyway. What do you know? You don't even eat it. You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah, can I see? Thank you. Oh, that's spring onions on top. Canned corned beef, ground black pepper. Pre- to be honest, that's pretty much how we would eat it. Who's we? Well. In Jamaica. Oh, people so that, you're speaking for all Jamaicans. The people, that, the people that like corned beef and the people that eat good things. You don't really cook it up with too much. Onions, garlic, and some black pepper is really sufficient because it's got a lot of flavour. Love that. Corned beef, fantastic. I need this book. Give it back. Anyways. Anyways, those are some of the recipes that Holly has selected and across her feelings. And now yeah. we're going to get into ours. Okay. So we rethought the list a little just based on... Our, our shared yeah, feelings. Yeah, our shared feelings. Have a lot. And the ones that we gravitate to food in. So some yeah. of the feelings that Holly shared, I just don't gravitate to food in. Like, I'd lose my, my appetite. I would lose my appetite. Yeah. I'm not going to eat. I don't even know what being cold-blooded really means. But I'm probably not going to eat. <laughs> um, so we have got a few different ones. So let's okay. start. Our first one is going to be from Holly's list, and that is happy. So what is your... How would you eat your feeling yeah. if your feeling was happy? If I'm happy, I'm eating out. I hear it. If I'm really, really happy, so I guess if I'm if I'm happy and I'm in the mood just to bask in the happiness, I'm eating out somewhere. Mm-hmm. It might be somewhere on the list that I want to try, somewhere that I really enjoy. Yeah. So, for example, and and the thing is with me, I go through phases. So, for example, in the last month, I probably had the Colombian food like three times. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that won't always be the case. I won't always go there when I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, there was yeah. a time when I was going to Riding House Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> you my were. Particular dishes because that was my thing at the time. So I will tend to attach myself to the last place that I really enjoyed. And if I'm happy, I will just keep going back there until I'm sick of it or I'm tired of it or I've moved on. Alternatively, when I'm happy, it's not that I eat this way when I'm happy, but I'm happiest Mm. when I'm eating clean essentially yeah when i'm feeling good like yeah, when i'm what feeling good, not having as much gluten no gluten at all keeping it very simple very basic and the food is not the center of my feelings i mm-hmm. guess like I'm, my meals are very basic yeah i'm meal prepping i'm having very light meals um, and i just feel happy because my lifestyle <laughs> and my routine is intact and that in turn makes me feel happy so mm. there's an action that I take when I'm happy and there's yeah. an action that is taken that makes me feel happy and they're both food related. I like that. Thanks. I like that. And I think I agree. On the list, happy is actually the one that I didn't write anything down for yeah. and I was starting to worry if maybe I just don't know happiness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because oh, I don't know. But now I've heard you say that, I think yeah. there is a certain attachment I have with it's whatever at that moment. Yeah. Like what well, if I'm happy and I have access and I have money and I can do what I want, yeah. I'm going to do whatever it is that I want mm-hmm. 
in that moment. And the only thing that really stuck out to me is, yes, going out, but I think a food-centered experience would be somewhere like Borough Market for me, okay. where I think the things that bring me happiness and also that I want when I'm happy is variety and choice. Yeah. I want a few things. If I'm really happy, I'm, I want this and that and this. Yeah. Which I think you can get at a place like Borough, or I would go to like central London and maybe go to like, I don't know, not necessarily go anywhere fancy, but just pick up a few of my favorite things. Yeah. Like I'll pick up a Ben's cookie and go about my way. Might go to like Selfridges and pick up something from the food hall yeah. that's like excessive or ridiculous, like a brand new matcha or, do you know what I mean? Like, and there yeah. is definitely my happiness and being happy and getting happy. Definitely there is a food centered thing there, but I don't know if there's like a go to for happiness no that's like i'm so happy that i want to eat this thing but there are so many things that i can eat and i'll just be like i am so yeah. happy yeah, yeah, for sure i like the point that you made about buying particular products or mm. ingredients when you're happy or yeah. to make you happy i will say if i'm not happy and i want to be happy then it means like you said doing whatever it is that i want so i yeah. will go to the supermarket and buy nonsense yeah i will pick up the olive oil that is way <laughs> out of the budget. budget you know what I mean but right now I just need to feel like I've got the freedom okay. to do what I want and that makes me feel happy when I fill up my basket with all these new nice exciting yeah. shiny things and I can just try stuff that will make me happy and if I am happy that's another way that I kind of reaffirm my happiness nothing like a good supermarket wonder as well yeah. for inspiration as well not just happiness but yeah okay I like that right mm-hmm. next on the list sentimental or sentimental slash nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. How how would you eat that feeling? So, or what are the meals that maybe come to mind? I would say the, the meals that bring peak nostalgia for me are the meals that I had in uni. Because um, I cooked growing up in my household, mm-hmm. but obviously moving out for uni was the first time that I was responsible for my own meals yeah. for myself, and I could do what I want yes. and I could have the same thing five days in a row if I wanted to. I could cook at midnight. I could just do whatever. And there were a couple of things that we banged out in uni that if I were to have it again, mm-hmm. it would literally transport me back to... Like what? Us. Well... This better not be no after the rave Bagel King. Bagel King is one of them, but I've spoken about Bagel King on the Dessert Person episode, so that one definitely takes me back. Um, I think I mentioned this, I don't remember what episode it was, but the barbecue chicken with sweet corn and pasta. Guilty Pleasures, I think it was. No, because we haven't done Guilty Pleasures again. I think it may have been Dessert Person, and I mentioned it as an afterthought after that, the Bagel King. I'm not sure, but we do need to come back to To Guilty Guilty Pleasures. Pleasures. But it was that baked barbecue chicken... Mm. I think definitely my era, definitely people that started university in 2008, barbecue chicken with mac and cheese. <laughs> people were, I wasn't one of those babes that were cooking for the mandem, personally. I was cooking for my household, but barbecue chicken with mac and cheese was the 2008 freshers <laughs> cheat code meal thing that everybody was making and if you wanted to show that you could cook yeah that tended to be what people made i just liked the barbecue chicken, chicken. but i realized as the years went on it was a thing that a lot of people did that's crazy i wonder how many people use my recipes don't know however <laughs> however um barbecue chicken with pasta and sweet corn for some reason that combination really yeah. worked for us we called it grease and we loved it okay it had a bit of oil um, right, in the pan right. um or mince with pasta, which was basically like bolognese sauce. Okay, yeah, yeah, With yeah. pasta, but we wouldn't call it bolognese because we would use that fusilli pasta. Whatever you could get cheapest and in bulk, yeah. we were using that. Um, or my mum used to... That doesn't make me... it not a bolognese, though. It just makes we it... just didn't 
call it bolognese oh. because we just said it was like mince and pasta. I don't know why. We just, but it was cooked in a tomato sauce. Yeah, like a bolognese. Like, well, we call it pasta and mince, and it was like, oh, I want some okay. pasta and mince. Um, or we would have um, like this. My mum used to send me these tins of um, salmon. Basically, it was like wild red salmon in a tin, and I would use that for a tomato-based mm. pasta sauce. So tinned fish is fine. Tinned beef yeah, is fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tin cheese. Tin. Oh, cool. Was also fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all fine. Yeah, as is the orange chicken from the from the fridges. So lemon chicken. Lemon chicken, same thing. Who cares anymore? <laughs> so we'll say citrus fruit chicken in the fridge. Shut up. Or kebab and chips, which I mentioned on our first guilty pleasures. I banged. If you haven't listened to that, you can listen to why I love kebab, meat and chips. Sponge meat. Yes, the sponge corned beef on a stick. Fantastic. Those are like the peak nostalgic dishes for me. I don't actually really eat them anymore. anymore yeah. But those are the ones that would literally like that's so crazy. Like, <laughs> I'd be right back there. I think some of my nostalgic dishes, thanks for bringing it up. Um, I wouldn't have actually said, lemon chicken is not like a nostalgic thing, but it is because I definitely haven't had it in years. Yeah. And every time you bring it up to talk me, I want to go and buy it like today. Do you, I mean, do they have it Marks and Spencer's? Because I think I could be okay with that. Probably. Okay. In the Taste of Asia section. Yeah. Potentially. Um, there was something that my dad used to make. Um, I might have mentioned it before. We just called it pasta zhuzh. It's so funny because you called it grease. Like, you call it something, but it's not necessarily what it is. Yeah. And thinking about it now, it has the hallmarks of poverty. <laughs> what do you mean? It was already, already cooked chicken. Oh, okay. It, oh, yeah. You have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was already cooked chicken. Pasta, usually fusilli. And then for some reason, it was stir fry sauce. Okay, which one? The black bean? Or? No, the spice, spicy chez one. Okay, yeah. Sauce, the blue dragon one, mm-hmm. or the Tesco own brand one. And tinned sweet corn. And that was it. That was... I call that innovation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call that. Right. Yeah, But innovation. we would make like, well, obviously put, cook the pasta, chop up the ready cooked chicken, warm yeah. it in the pan, maybe with the sweet corn. I feel like there might have been a bit of onion, but honestly, might have been pushing it. I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know we had flavours like that these times. <laughs> and, then, and then literally put the boiled pasta into the wok where you've done it. It's a yeah. big pan. Put the stir-fry sauce over it and just like coat it for a bit. Pasta juice, babe. My only question Go on. to daddy would be, Go on. why pasta and not noodles? Um, Probably because, I don't know. Okay. No just, idea. You kind of lost me with the stir fry sauce and the pasta but then again i was having barbecue chicken with pasta so i feel like pasta was one of those things the dried cheap pasta yeah it was so cost effective yeah it wasn't until later in life that i realized that we were doing this with stir fry sauce yeah i didn't could have just used that like, tin pasta sauce well we, i don't know what i don't know we did what we did you must have liked the flavors i guess yeah because yeah. it's sweet and like it's more than just tomato sauce yeah. Do you know what I actually used to, what would be nostalgic for me? My grandma used to do like stew chicken mm. and then she would mix pasta into it. Whenever I'd go to Jamaica, she would mm. do that. And it was just like chopped up bits of chicken, yeah. cooked like stew chicken, and then she would mix pasta into it. And I really, I really and I think she would put like petit pois or something in yeah, it. Yeah, there's always some kind of small veg yeah, in, it, of veg in it, it. But I really liked it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah it was nice. I think one time, she, me and my brother were in Jamaica and I don't know why, Maybe it was age, but she told him that she was making macaroni 
right. and it was macaroni pasta she used to use, but my, all my brother had was macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And she, she served this stewed chicken macaroni dish, and he oh. was so disappointed. <laughs> he could not cope. He was on the verge of tears because my brother, like I said, is a mouse, and he used to love cheese. And macaroni just, and chicken. Yeah, he was just like, I thought grandma said we were having macaroni cheese. And she was like, it's macaroni, yes. And it was macaroni and chicken. He was so disappointed, <laughs> but I used to love that dish. Might make that again, actually. I made it a couple of times. When you're doing it, can you have the brown chicken without the macaroni? That would be great. No um, that's, yeah, that's a sentimental nostalgic meal. I mean, yeah. there are so many meals. And there's one thing that actually throws me back. Yeah. And it's ice cream van lemon sorbet with strawberry sauce and a flake. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- like 99p. The, the, the lemon sorbet, strawberry sauce with a flake. If I see an ice cream van, okay. I order that. Stro- lemon sorbet with a flake? Don't ask questions. It's like I shrink down into the smaller version of myself. I'm, si- <laughs> I'm six years old again. And Are there ice cream vans still on the roads? Didn't you just hear one? Oh, no, I missed it. I didn't even Singing it a song. Oh. There are the ice cream vans about. There are ice cream vans about. But seasonally. Yeah. Seasonally. Okay. Um, next emotion or next yes. feeling that we're gonna eat is sad. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, be when honest. I'm really sad, my appetite goes out the window. Mm. I don't want to eat anything. I literally will not eat. I'm eating purely for sustenance, and I will eat. I'll probably say I'll kind of eat whatever because I yeah. actually don't care about what I'm eating. I yep. just need to make sure I'm eating something. I'll probably go down to like one meal a day. Yeah. And that's about it. When I'm really sad, my appetite, I cannot eat. And I think that's why I said before, probably in the first episode, I can't cook for content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I'm not in the mood, I don't want to eat it. And if I don't want to eat it, it literally affects my ability to cook. Mm. And everything just starts to go askew. (laughs) Measurements are off, (laughs) over-salted. It's burning. I'm just not focused on cooking. I'm literally fighting for my life. (laughs) So, yeah, me and sad, food is not even a part of it. I hear you on that and agree with most of what you just said. But my thing is that I will go towards snacks mm-hmm. and I will eat things. I will probably be consuming 2,000 plus calories a day of garbage. Really? Like, I will wax off buy packets of biscuits. I will buy white chocolate fingers and just demolish them. I'll buy custard cream. Custard, I was about to say custard cream. <laughs> custard cream's done out. Like, just, just mm. crap. And my, it's kind of nostalgic, but I guess not sentimental. There was an end of a relationship in my youth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was living on cheese and onion crisps. Really? Yeah. Because I was at uni and I was on an internship as well. So I would just literally be eating cheese and onion crisps because I felt Your like breath all the must have been kicking. <laughs> <laughs> of all the, of all the flavors to live off of. <laughs> you know what it is? Of all the flavors, I feel like cheese and onion walkers are the most filling. They're the most food like. I think this is a conversation for another day. Okay. Yeah. Chris and all that good stuff. Chris and all that good stuff, yeah. but that's that's a weird sentimental slash sad yeah. memory. When um, I was younger and yeah. I was um to be honest, I probably lose my appetite now because I when I was sad when I was younger, I would eat. Right. And in order to manage my weight, essentially, yeah. I think I just broke myself out of that, of habit, that habit. That if okay. I'm sad, I do not think about food. I have to think about something else. Mm. I would like order Chinese. I would, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, I would order Chinese if I was sad or there was a place near me when I a good lonely takeaway. Yeah, like something that just mm. one portion, enough for myself, mm. probably just about hitting the minimum order value yeah. to, to get them to deliver or I'd get like a um, bento box. I yes. would a phase of like a bento box, like a salmon bento box with the little miso soup mm. and that was just enough and a bit of tempura or like goyos or whatever they fry on the side. 
And I'd probably have that. Mm. It's probably like the sugar, the salt, the MSG yeah. just got me going. Got me going. Yeah. Well, I mean, this might link into sad, but I think not. Um, yeah. Self-care. Uh-huh. How, how would you eat your feelings around self-care? Or what is the way that you like to eat as yeah. a form of self-care? So there's two ways. Mm-hmm. In the house and out the house. Go on. When I'm out the house, if I if we're, if I really want to spend time with myself, I'll take myself out to eat, and yes. it's it's kind of, for me self care is usually done from a very positive place, yeah, very intentionally. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much in line with how I eat when I'm happy. Okay, um, and I'll just go out somewhere that is a comfort at the time, yeah. somewhere that I've been wanting to try. Um, and I'll just go and I'll eat there or maybe somewhere locally that mm-hmm. just feels very... Anywhere that just kind of feels comforting yeah. to me. Um, if not, if I'm at home, there's a couple of things I found that I tend to lean towards. Go on. Things that I feel like I'm just cooking one pot. Okay. Like one pot type dishes mm. and things that I think I can cook sufficiently for one person, person. as well. Because I think there's some things when you cook it, I'm not going to cook a pot of stew chicken for one. Like, do you know what I mean? Little things like that. So some kind of pasta, tomato-based sauce. I love mm-hmm. a tomato-based sauce with my muti tin tomatoes. Love yeah. a tomato-based and your radiatory gluten-free pasta. pasta. Yeah, I love that. Or I will have um, some kind of ramen bowl, like ramen mm. noodle bowl. I tend to have those quite a bit with like a boiled yes. egg and some crispy onions, spring yes. onions. And maybe some kind of protein, like beef sausage or something, or maybe even like gyoza, the prawn gyoza from. Oh Costco. my god, you're jumping ahead for me. This is all written down somewhere else for me, but we'll really? get there. We'll get oh, there. Okay, yeah, I like to have gyoza. Or one thing that I really do like, but I haven't had it for a little while, is a prawn omelette. Mm. I used to, yeah, I used to love that. I think I even shared a reel on yes. my on my Instagram because that is like self care. Yeah, staying at home type of thing, and it's prawn omelette. Love it with some chili oil on top, lots of spring onions. Absolutely love it. So anything that I feel is can be done in one pan, maybe yeah. max two pots. I can have a good make a good portion for myself and maybe have just a little bit left over. But if I'm really doing self-care at home, I tend to just finish everything. Yeah. It's quite, quite indulgent that's in the my thing nature. As well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't want to cook too much. I don't want it to be too laborious. Um, but enough that I feel like I'm kind of getting into it. I can take my time with it and then I can sit down. I can just eat it out of a nice big bowl mm. by myself. Yeah. I will 100%. You're living my life. I'm going next because it's going to sound like I'm copying everything. Okay, go on. But bowl food, number one. Mm-hmm. I am, I don't know if you've seen this TikTok where it's like, all we are is girls looking for bowls that look like plates and plates that That's look me. like bowls. I've got one that, you know, like the, the flat <laughs> Yeah, the pasta bowls. Yeah. So I've got those. I, I, eat from a plate very rarely yeah same and I love a bowl and I love a good pasta bowl with like a good flat bottom I have the Ikea set but I retired those because I bought a set from HomeSense so mm-hmm. my set on top those are practically brand new the Ikea ones it's most exciting to get rid of them but anyway why you don't like them anymore? no I've only got them because I've got six of them so if I'm cooking for people like okay. when my friends come over yeah. we probably will use all of them because it's just easy especially when you're doing girls night you've done a big pasta to just yeah. plate up pastas but yeah, I don't really use them anymore. They're just taking up space in the cupboard. That could be used for more hydro flasks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but my pasta, as discussed on Certified Pasta Lover episode... Yes. Amatriziana. My Amatriziana. And it's kind of a bit of both because it, it feeds into that home aspect of what you're saying with self-care and yeah. the going out because I typically do not have the ingredients for it. Mm-hmm. I don't just keep pancetta or yeah. guanciale 
or large or I don't just keep these yeah. things around. So it involves me either leaving the house and even if I just do the cheats version, which is to use like lardons or bacon, or the the goal one, which I have a whole YouTube video of me just spending the day doing this. In Italy. Yeah, like go yeah. somewhere like Italy or pre-Italy, I'd end up all the way in Central to go to like a deli, uh-huh. um, Italian deli or like Lina stores or even like Carluccio, the deli, like the deli kind of area to get the guanciale. I always want, I don't know why, but part of me just always is buying garlic. Yeah. Like, you never know if you've got garlic, but you know you do. Yeah. You just buy one anyway. Might not be, might not might not be, be just enough. Yeah, it yeah. might start growing one a little sprout less. or something. Yeah. So, garlic and then whatever pasta I want. So, typically, I like it with um, linguine, which is I do usually have. But if I've gone all the way to Italy, I'm probably going to pick up a little sham sham, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little, yeah. A little, a little little fancy something mm-hmm. um this reminds me actually i saw i saw bucatini spaghetti in sainsbury's yesterday dried oh really mm. yeah didn't buy it because i didn't fancy it but it's out okay. there that's my little comfort thing to go and buy the special ingredients for just making the one thing yeah not doing a whole heap of groceries just buying exactly what it is that you're going to cook and then probably using all of it yeah i love me Same. that yeah next up it's celebratory yes I'm going to start. Okay, go on. Um, if I'm celebrating mm-hmm. I, or being celebrated, we should probably be in a restaurant. Facts. 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 And my restaurant of choice or restaurant cuisine of choice is going to be Asian food. Okay, why? Particularly Thai. I would accept Chinese, but the key thing is probably spicy. A spicy noodle... That might be my happy food. Actually, yeah. no, it might be my sad food. A spicy noodle is going to get me there. Okay. I just love it. And probably with some kind of seafood. Yeah. Yeah, something about that is I just like. And typically, I like the aesthetic of Asian restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, you can get you can get really good Asian restaurants from Holes in the Wall all the way up to, like, When you fancy. say Asian, are you talking, like, Indian over to Thai, Chinese? Probably, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Probably, yes. I've written down Thai or Chinese, but Thai. Yeah. But I've had some great, and probably the last few big celebrations, mainly for my parents, that we've been to Indian restaurants for, yeah. that I've absolutely loved. And, random, jump, it's weird, these feelings all tied together, but I have a very clear memory of spending my birthday, a couple of birthdays at Dishoom. Yeah. Okay. But in a... You were really riding out with Dishoom, <laughs> yeah. didn't it? But, but, but not in a big celebratory way. So there was one, which I think my 22nd. Yeah. I was working in Shoreditch near that one. I just took myself, to, I sneaked out of the office, I went to lunch, I had a banquet in Dishoom okay. by myself. Another birthday, um, I was at Dishoom in Birmingham. I had Dishoom breakfast. Mm-hmm. There was another, like, not my birthday itself, but around my birthday. Ended up at the one in Covent Garden and just had, like, a little... I think I had breakfast there as well. But that was by myself. Yeah. So it's not, like, it's celebratory, but it's also self-carey, but it's also just, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the word? Like, a constant, a reliable yeah, thing. Yeah. So, yes, I am generalising, but not generalising when I do generalise all Asian food, I think, for me, will get me going on a special okay. occasion. I feel like I don't... I love Italian, and as we discussed on the Taste Atlas yeah, yeah. episode, I do think it deserves to be up there in the rankings, but I don't really think it has the edge of being, like, special occasion food, necessarily. Okay. Like, I don't know if I want to eat pasta on a special occasion. I don't know if I want to eat pizza on a special occasion, mm-hmm. generalising, obviously, simplifying the hell out of this, but... I don't know if I want to eat that kind of food on a special occasion. I feel like I want to have a little chopstick. Okay, fair enough. Something different. A little something different. Yeah, okay. When I'm celebrating, I do like to be going out mm-hmm. to celebrate. Um, 
I'm not really into... I will always have some kind of dinner at home as part of, like, my familial-based celebrations. Yeah. But they're work. <laughs> there is nothing really relaxing about a dinner at home because I'm always involved. Yeah, and you like a... You like a curry goat. In Chris, at Christmas episode, you said that there's no celebration without a curry goat. At my parents' house, they don't mm. really eat too much red meat. No, so if it's like a big family party, okay. then yes. But if it's like, oh, something's happened, I'm just going to go to Little my parents to celebrate, yeah. then probably not. Um, but yeah, I don't really like having to don't really like having to cook. So <laughs> it's part of it just because it's like a part of it. It's yeah. to celebrate at home with family. But if I have my way, I will always go out go and out. eat. Yep. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily say I have a cuisine of choice but if I'm celebrating I want to be in heels I want to be somewhere okay, like yeah. I want to be dressed up 100% um, so I'm probably not going to go for a hole in the wall very casual type yeah. environment no. I'm going to go for something a bit more uptown fair enough not necessarily Michelin starred or anything like that but definitely where the aesthetic the ambiance is is very nice yeah. um, the, the menu is on the fancier side, probably. And Not on a QR code. No. I need, a, I need a nice menu. I need some nice cocktails. Yeah. Really beautiful interior. The whole experience, because I want to dress up and I want to be in a place that feels dressed up yeah. and fancy and bougie. That's what I like when I'm really celebrating. If I like to celebrate everything. I'm that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Everything is a is a celebration. So sometimes it might just be a, oh, let's just go out to eat just to acknowledge this, this thing. good thing yeah, that yeah, has yeah. happened. And then that might be either like a, a spot that me and whoever the person is celebrating likes, somewhere local or just eating for the sake of eating. Mm. But yeah, when I'm celebrating, I like to go out to eat and I like the environment to play into that and to make me feel like this is like a celebration. A thing. So, that, thing. Yeah, so yeah. that could be... English, Thai, um, yeah, kind of cuisine. More about the vibe. Yeah, it's more about the vibe, so. Okay. Now we're going to take a turn. Okay. To something that we probably feel a little bit too often. Hormonal. Mm-hmm. This wasn't in Holly's book. Yeah. <laughs> but there are certain times of the month and life in which the hormones are hormoning yeah. and it's, um, it's taking over my psyche and all I want to eat is carbs yeah all of the above carbs though like everything we've already mentioned i want it and okay. i want it together i want the custard creams with the pasta and the apple crumble i want it all if it's made of flour particularly mm-hmm. i'm eat it i think when i'm hormonal i like more fried things mm-hmm. um so the thing is i take a, a supplement <laughs> A premenstrual supplement, the health in her premenstrual. And I find when I'm taking that consistently, I actually don't really experience cravings as much because my hormonal things kind of show up in like back pain tightness. <laughs> so I might lean to more, more sweet things because probably right. my body wants the, the glycogen and the sugar yeah, and the yeah, energy. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm top tier, I don't really have cravings. When I'm not really top tier, I tend to find myself feeling like, oh, what could do with a little something on my own? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fried chicken. Hmm. <laughs> Some chips, fish and chips, and yeah. I might even have a young McDonald's type of thing. Oh, yeah. The salt, do you know what I mean? Apple pie. Might start craving a couple of desserts, and I'm not really mm. a dessert person. So sugar, salt, those kinds of things. Fried. Yeah, when I was younger, for very, very many years of my life, my hormonal care package <laughs> to myself, and I didn't actually realise I was doing this every single month for a very long time, was Sweet Chili Sensations. Love those. I absolutely love those. That's a nostalgic moment for me. Um, 
a bottle of Ribena pre-sugar tax. Yes. Yeah, the pre-sugar tax Ribena. Yes. In fact, no, it wasn't the bottle, it was a carton. Yes. It was a carton of Ribena mm-hmm. filled with sugar and other good, yep. and bobs. good things. Um, and then a Kit Kat, like the original Kit Kat or a Kit Kat Chunky. It was one or the other. Oh but that was my little care package. I would just literally zone out, beeline to the corner shop, and I'd pick them all up, and I would just, the salt from the crisps, the you, sugar, it was just you perfect. You have just, like, unlocked a, yeah. a correlation in me that I didn't know I had. What? So, <laughs> my, my trio, my holy trinity, yeah. is Thai Sensations, Rubicon Mango, okay. pre-sugar tax, yeah. carton, and a white Kinder Bueno. <gasps> that was one of my bad that's boys my well. th- okay. That's my thing. Yeah. And I used to do that, not... I mean, maybe it was a hormonal thing because there'd be times it was my back of the bus food, basically. Yeah. Like after school, back of the yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't all the time. It wasn't everyday thing. But now I'm wondering, yeah. was it like, was it the weeks when I wanted to do it? Was maybe. it because of that? And sometimes, even as recently as last month. Oh, oh. <laughs> interesting. Sometimes my I'll be in the period of being hormonal where I'm I have no appetite. Yeah. Or like the 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 causes of the hormones because I've got no appetite, but I know I need to eat. And there's a lot of calories in crisps. Yeah. So I will go and buy the family bag of Thai sweet chili. And I'll just Why is this? I will just eat it like throughout the afternoon at work. I just feel like I've never heard this before. Yeah, you probably haven't. Because I don't tell you stuff because it just backfires on me. <laughs> <laughs> like the lemon chicken. Yeah. See, I've told you that. I've never heard mm. the end of it. Interesting. Yeah, very. So yeah, you've just unlocked a, okay. a deep rooted yeah. therapy inducing. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say now I don't I don't really snack as much. So I won't buy like Kit Kat or crisps. Mm. It's just not really something I would do. I, my last like crisp binge was in the new year post COVID where I just got attached to crisps again. And oh, I was yeah. trying all the different flavours and yeah, it was crazy. Like I just felt like I was hostage to crisps. So I've had to cut that out again because like you said, there is a lot of calories in crisps. Because um, they're fried potatoes. Yeah, but they're like, the good, good crisps. So good. Love them. Yeah. Comfort food. Again, this could tie to a few different yeah. emotions or feelings that we've spoken about. I will. Okay. So I've got comfort food for each of my parents. Okay. Who t- technically going home? Obviously now I live out, but going home brings comfort. Yeah. And I spoke about this. It was my food highlight a few episodes ago. For if I'm going home to see my dad. Yeah. I want a cornmeal porridge. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. This is what I'm telling you, Bing. Yeah. I'm a victim. <laughs> cornmeal porridge with Jacob's crackers cracked up on top. We spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. And. If it's just me and my mum, I mean, chances are I'm probably going to have to eat. Let's face it. Let's face yeah. It. If I'm feeling really down and it's like, mummy needs to fix this, yeah. she will do me ribs and rice. In what kind of sauce? So it's, honestly, I don't really, don't really know what to say. It's bra- brown, saucy ribs. Yeah. They're a barbecue. They're barbecue but they're not really, like, they're oven baked. Okay. Um... I would say they're kind of like half sitting in the sauce. Like the so the top is kind of a bit crisp, but obviously once she's okay. rotated a few times. But I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out what the recipe is yeah. because there might not be one. No, my mum probably a little bit, little bit of this, little bit of that. Yeah, I don't but it know. tastes consistent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. She's got she's a hundred percent method behind yeah, it. Okay, but it's barbecue-ish, hoisin leaning. Okay, soy. Okay, like a sweet sticky. Like a sweet rib. sticky rib. Okay. Um, but it's like a gravy that it's in, not mm-hmm. like a sticky sauce because then it's on a it's on. Right, white rice yeah 
growing up, the rice that we would eat was easy cooked white rice. Okay. So now we don't really buy that anymore. Yeah. But if she's doing the ribs, she'll go and buy the white bullet oh, rice. Really? Always. It's just okay. how it has to go. Because that rice absorbs gravy. Yeah, yeah. I could have, and I'm not really a gravy condiment person, but I will, my rice could be swimming in that gravy. Okay. Absolutely love it. That's like a key, key, key comfort food. And I guess another one I'd attribute to my mum, another red meat one, because again, if this is just me and my mum and it's like comfort, it's like going home to complain to my mum about something. If my dad's not around, we'll yeah. eat red meat. We'll just be roasted pork and roasted butternut squash. Okay. It's, I think it's something that we used to do because those days when my, my dad wouldn't be around is because he'd be working late, he'd mm-hmm. be working nights. And she'd, we'd just throw it in the oven. Yeah. Probably sit down and watch TV and do nothing. And then it'd be like, oh, our things are roasted. Our yeah. butternut squash is roasted. Our pork <laughs> like, is roasted. And we yeah. just literally eat it. We'd eat the pork off the chopping board yeah. and have a plate and just eat butternut squash yeah, and just chill. it's funny you say that. Chill. When I'm like, really want to just be comfortable, sometimes I just want roasted vegetables. Yeah. And that's like roasted broccoli, roasted butternut squash. Yeah, you do butternut like squash. Like those two. Yeah. I love, absolutely love, love them. them. Roasted, yeah. That, that's what we're doing. What you got? So for my comfort, go on. One of my favorite, favorite comfort foods. This is what my mum cooks for me. Mm-hmm. She cooks it for me whenever she thinks that my energy is low. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's chicken livers, but it's mm-hmm. the way my mum cooks the chicken livers specifically. I only eat my mum's chicken livers and I absolutely love it. I love the texture. I love the gravy. I love everything. And when she gives it to me with turned cornmeal, I absolutely love that. So for for you guys that don't know, mm-hmm. turned cornmeal is basically um, cornmeal or like polenta, if you don't know what cornmeal is, but polenta and cornmeal, cornmeal can be finer than polenta. Um, and it's boiled in like coconut milk mm. with like thyme, bay leaf, some pimento, a little bit of spices. And then you basically let it absorb all of the moisture. You keep turning it and it, it's almost like having like pounded yam or something. Right. Uh, but I love turned cornmeal. I think there's different versions throughout the world. Yeah. If you're Bayesian, it's very similar to cuckoo. Okay. There's a, there's a there's a version from the South. Of um, like grits. Well, it's definitely cornmeal. Yeah. I think it's, it, I think it comes with like gumbo, like okra. I can see oh, okay, okra maybe. in my head. It's like yeah. the cornmeal is the base, but yes. Yeah, yeah something like that, but yes. The chicken livers with turned cornmeal and some kind of veg on the side. Oh, I absolutely love I feel like I'm wrapped in my mother's arms when I'm eating that. I absolutely love it. Um, and something that comforts me. My dad doesn't do it very often. Sorry to cut you. On the chicken livers thread. Yeah. My mum's comfort food. It's chicken liver. Would be her mum's yeah. liver and bacon. Really? Like, and my mum would always say, like, liver and bacon specifically, she'd yeah. only want to eat if my grandma yeah. made it. Or if she, now, obviously my grandma's passed if she makes it for herself. Oh, okay. But that's probably her nostalgic food. But it's so weird that I think the more obscure the, un- the part of the animal is, you, oh, can't, you can't trust anyone's <laughs> hand, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is with liver, it can, if you if you don't cook it right, it can become quite tough. It doesn't necessarily have right. a nice consistency. Okay. But my mum's chicken livers, yeah. I love, like I my absolutely would do my love them. Liver and bacon. I said like, with turned cornmeal. I don't mind it with hard food, but when it's with turned cornmeal, there's something about the gravy against the turned cornmeal, yeah. the textures and stuff. I absolutely love it's it. It's an experience. 
For sure. Um, and then, yeah, my dad, when I was growing up, my dad used to make these, like, fish balls. And it was basically with, like, minced salmon. He would he'd have, like, a mincer and everything, and he'd get, like, fresh salmon, put it through the mincer, and then he'd make these fish balls. And I loved them. I absolutely loved them. And he'd give it to me with, like, rice sometimes or pasta. And he'd cook it up in, like, a, some kind of sauce or gravy. I don't really know what was in it, but... It was only my dad that would make them do it. Yeah, <laughs> does it in such a specific way. I've never eaten anything like that outside of my home, mm. and I just I absolutely love it. And I think it was because he would take like fresh salmon, mince right. it up, and it was just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's not like pate. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was fantastic. And I think a couple people have tried it because he's made it for like when I had like a New Year's party. Okay, and they were like, "This is banging! This <laughs> what is this? What is this?" I absolutely love it. And then there's one more thing. Mm-hmm. That I make for my, I used to make for myself a lot, and I know you're probably gonna cuss me for this one, <laughs> but it is basically I used to take a Jacob's cream cracker, and then I would put some tuna and sweet corn on top, and then I would boil an egg, cut it in half, and put one half of a boiled egg with salt and pepper on top, and I would just eat it almost like a canapé. Kind of Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Oh my god, it's fantastic. The tuna with the egg, the salt and pepper, the crisp of the cracker. Is if you have never tried it, don't <laughs> try it. It's lovely. It's the same way like when I was having tuna pasta salad with a boiled egg. And when people tried it, people were tagging me on Instagram and it bangs. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, that was like comfort food for me. When I was in uni, what I was is comforting about a cracker with tuna on it? It's banging. It's absolutely, but I just used to sit there. I would boil two eggs, so I'd have four of them on a plate. I'd lay it up the same way every single time. Four crackers with the tuna on top, four eggs, and then I would have like cracked black pepper and some salt on top, and I would just sit there and I would eat it. I'm probably gonna make it for myself very, very soon. I'll take a picture and I'll share it with you. But it was lovely. I think my mum used to make it for me when I was young as like a, a snack or something mm. it's quite nutritious you know the protein and that kind of stuff low oh, carb give it a rest but <laughs> i love it i absolutely love it and that's just really comforting to me it's so easy to make fair enough tastes lovely if you like it i love it With some spring onions in the tuna actually no mm-hmm. i don't okay, if you um, like it i can tolerate you're it some funny stuff yourself so. anyway i think we're on to the last one isn't the it? last one on our list is sick yeah what how do you eat your feelings when you're sick i the thing that you were getting ahead of yeah. Was soup for Did me. Did I say soup? No, you, well, you said ramen. Oh, uh, okay. So my go-to thing, which I fell into when I wasn't feeling very well over, like, Christmas and New Year's kind mm-hmm. of time, was just, it was a miso soup base. Yeah. With, I would put either, well, I like udon noodles, so I'd probably put udon noodles in, and I was also adding goza to it. When you're sick? Like, not, the thing with me, sometimes I'm sick, but I'm not, like... I have the flu. Okay, okay. There's Just all the ways to be sick. Yeah, like if I'm run down, yeah. I put chili in it and I'll put some ch- sesame um, oil on it. And I just make a a bowl, bowl food. Yeah. But of hot, spicy-ish liquid. I think spice is essential. And not being like too uncomfortably full mm-hmm. because your appetite is kind of up and down yeah up and you just want to be satisfied you just want to be satisfied and the hydration element of the soup mm-hmm. like I feel like when you're sick you either continue eating like you're sick and just eat crap and don't yeah. you, like you can't reach for anything you just eat what the nearest thing to you when I had covid I was eating shortbread biscuits in <laughs> yeah. my parents bed I couldn't move and I ate them for like a whole day it's horrible oh. or you pivot and you try and get better through yeah. your food and I think the the soup ramen 
noodle on noodle dish that yeah. I was doing was definitely me trying to get better, but it was very much like because I'm down bad. Yeah. I'm making it was actually really good. I haven't made it since since that like period of sickness there. Okay. But what's yours? Actually, sorry, one more soup. There was a soup mm. that you made for me. Yeah. You only made it once. And I just want to know what that was about. Because like, making soup is long. Why only once? I've been sick a couple of times since then. I've been busy, babe. Can't lie. Really? <laughs> yeah, because the last time you were sick, I was in these streets. <laughs> okay, so when can I expect it again? Um, I'll let you know. Okay. Let me circle back on that one. All right, great. Stick a pin in it. It was nice. It was spicy because you said the pepper burst in it, but I was so sick, I couldn't, uncongested, it was great. Oh, I had chicken back. You had I, chicken back. Left over. It was great, yeah. there was nice little pockets of chicken meat in there, it was sweet corn. Yeah. There was like these little kind of cubed potatoes. Yeah, everything was cut up very small, yeah. that's how I felt like having it. Yeah. yeah, and little sweet corn was in there, yeah. and it was salty. It was like thick, it, was li- it wasn't like chunky thick. Yeah. It was like a thick liquid with chunks suspended. Yeah, it, I didn't add too much water to it. It was yeah. great, honestly. You oh, should thanks. definitely do that again. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Next time I'm sick. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. When I'm sick, I like to have soup, Jamaican soup, when mm-hmm. I'm sick, because I like the fact that Jamaican soup has got meat in it, it's got a good amount of broth and it's got hard food. And I like that. I just find it very substantial. Yeah, the soup was lacking a little dumplings, but... Yeah, because it, the, I wasn't making gluten bombs soup. <laughs> so and I'm going to try and make um, boiled dumpling with the gluten-free flour, see yeah. how that goes. But yeah, there was no dumpling in that bad boy. Um, next time. Yeah, next time. But yeah, I like to have soup. I pick out the dumplings now when I when I buy soup. Or if my parents won't put dumpling mm. in my soup. But I love a good Jamaican soup. Probably like just the normal one, the orange kind of pumpkin carrot oh, based I see. one. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Pea soup. Red pea soup? Uh, my dad's pea red pea soup. soup. Yeah, yes. I like it, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's my go-to when I'm sick. You're not a kidney bean lover. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not my, when I'm sick, I just want, like, soup. Just, like, normal soup for me. That's what I absolutely love. Um, yeah, just Jamaican soup when I'm sick. And also, if I um, want to feel comforted, yeah. I guess it kind of overlaps, overlaps when you're yeah, sick and yeah. you feel comforted. So I will go for soup. And if I'm sick, my parents will make me soup. Mm. Um, or I will have to start plying myself with like garlic, ginger, yeah. tea, well, herbal teas, a lot of liquids, staying hydrated and like oranges, fresh fruit, mm. that kind of thing. But yeah, soup is my, my go-to. Yeah, anything with, with hard food as well. I like yeah. to eat some yam, green banana, things that I think are just like... Provisions. Flowing into my bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> strong, yeah. Provisions are so funny. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we won't be sick anytime soon. I would like the soup kind of sooner than I'm sick. I want to taste it fully. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just letting you know. I'm just putting it out there. You Don't ask, you don't get it. Okay. Have the best. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. If you've made it to the end of the podcast, you're rocking with us for real. So please yeah. don't forget to have liked, subscribed, commented, rated, reviewed, whatever shared. Whatever it is. Whatever the metric do. is on whatever platform yeah. you found us on. Please, please, please. It does really help us know who's engaging with the podcast, gives us some great data and just helps us build the community. And yeah. we love the community we're building here. So we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.